Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. America. Happy Friday. Welcome to the latest edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin News. Hey, we're about 10 days or so from the from the Iowa caucuses. Donald Trump commanding lead up 32 points in the latest polls. DeSantis and Nikki Haley kind of running for second place there. Similar large lead in New Hampshire, similar large lead in South Carolina. Donald Trump is lining up a pretty significant opportunity. Now, that doesn't mean it can't be disrupted, right? Nikki Haley could score good in New Hampshire, get catch fire. Maybe Ron DeSantis overperforms in Iowa. But right now, it doesn't look that way. And it looks like President Trump, the former president, is on his way to becoming the Republican nominee for a third time in the Republican Party. We're going to have coverage all through the next few weeks, but we've had some great conversations. You heard the show Monday about the dynamics of why Donald Trump is succeeding in the polls, why his policies are so popular, why people are more interested in his policies and his mean tweets, as one of our or more of our guests said in that show on Monday. We're going to keep a close eye on that, but politics is a major force in the coverage we're going to have over the next several weeks. We've got you covered at Just the News, justthenews.com. Download the Just the News apps from the Apple and Android stores. Great political coverage. Ben Whedon, Madeline Hubbard, Nick Ballacy, a lot of great folks up and down the daily schedule on our team. We've got a great team. I'm so proud of them and can't wait to um, bring you the latest. We've got a great show today, a little bit of politics, a little bit of policy. Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama here. He is a mover and a shaker, obviously had a profound effect on the Senate last year, holding up a whole bunch of military appointments over a debate about whether the Pentagon should be involved in abortion policy. He's going to be here to give us an update on that and what to look forward to in 2024, including at the border. That's going to be important. David X. Sullivan, one of the great former prosecutors in the Justice Department, a trusted guy who enforced the law, not enforced politics. He's here to help us understand all of the developments whether with Donald Trump in the court cases uh, in the effort to keep him off the ballot or with the impeachment and other stories that are coming our way across the political spectrum. A lot of law involved in this right now. David, it gives us such great sage advice as to how prosecutors look at things and how they're about to pursue them. Also, we'll talk about the release of the documents in the Epstein case. And then Tim Stewart, the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association, here to talk energy policy. Energy policy is national security policy. And with the inflamed 
situation in the Middle East with Iran, Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS, Al-Qaeda. He may be paying more at the pump soon. Again, all of these are an outgrowth of Joe Biden's policies, but we'll talk about them with Tim Stewart. Always excited to have that. That's a pretty good lineup. And I'm really excited about that. We're going to have some exclusive reporting on January 6th coming up over the weekend. So be sure to check out the Just a New site over the weekend. I hope to break one or two stories on that front. New evidence, things that we were kept from, truths we were kept from by the January 6th Democrat-led committee and truths we're now getting as a result of Barry Loudermilk and the House Administration Subcommittee on Oversight digging up things that are just important. Listen, it's important to get this right. We're not trying to help Donald Trump or hurt Donald Trump, help Joe Biden, hurt Donald Trump, hurt the Democrats or help the Republicans or vice versa. The American people just want the truth. And we haven't gotten the full truth about January 6th. We're getting it now. It's a much more layered, complex story than the simple one that Democrats provided in their Hollywood production. And that's important to the American people just to get the truth. I'm not I'm not trying to stomp on Democrats or put my finger on the scale. I just want the American people to get the truth because they've told me they want to get the truth. And I'm going to use my reporting capabilities and the great work here at Just the News to get at that. Hey, if you haven't seen it yet, take a look at the great story that Stephen Richards wrote on Just the News this morning. So new documents out from America First Legal, getting into some of the relationships between Hunter Biden and his Blue Star Strategies colleague, and other favors they asked of his father, the vice president. Again, more evidence that the business partners are intertwined in a very significant way with Joe Biden, contrary to what the president has told us at the debates and even since he became president. Another great piece of work from my good colleague and friend, Stephen Richards at Just the News. All right, we got a good show for you today. No reason to hold you up from getting into it. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Senator Tommy Tuberville here with some pretty big news. We'll have that right after these messages from our great sponsors, partners, and advertisers. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of Pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't. You'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. 
You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. If you were reading just the news over the holiday season, you probably saw this story. It's really quite remarkable. The VA, yes, the agency that we entrust our veterans health care to, uh, processed more than $63 million in health care claims, not for veterans, but for illegal aliens last year. Yes, that is the world we live in under Joe Biden with the border policies. VA resources being diverted to help illegal immigrants in this country unlawfully. And it comes at a time when the VA has a record high backlog. 300,000 claims of veterans are uh, way delayed, yet resources are being diverted to illegal aliens. Our next guest, he's not uh, accepting this reality. He has been out there working to fix it, including introducing legislation to ban VA resources in the future from ever being used to help illegal aliens. Joining us right now from the great state of Alabama, Senator Tommy Tuberville. Senator, happy New Year. Great to have you on the show, sir. Thank you, John. Happy New Year. Looking forward to a great year. Unfortunately, it's an election year. Probably get a little bumpy down the road, but uh, we got to keep fighting for our country. Well, as a college football coach, you know how to get through bumpy and win. So that's a good thing for the <laughs> constituents of Alabama. That's for sure. Um, so this is really remarkable. I think a lot of people, when they saw the story, like, is this an onion headline? Is this a, a Babylon Bee headline? And the answer is no. RVA is diverting resources away from veterans to illegal aliens at a time when veterans are standing in a backlog of 300,000 claims. Uh, What's going on and how do we fix it? Well, first of all, John, every institution we have in the country, uh, from the FBI, CIA, the education, uh, border, everything that we have is under attack by the Democrats and the socialists, I call them socialist party. Uh, And the VA is uh, no exception. I'm on the VA committee. We started seeing, uh, bulletins coming out about, hey, what's going on? We've, we've got illegals using our uh, community care system. Now, our community care system, John, has been set up over the years where in rural areas, uh, the, the veterans don't have to drive hundreds of miles to a VA. They can go and use right. community care, use the doctors there and all those. Now, we have 22 million veterans in our country. And I was talking to a group the other day at a, at a VA, and they said, unfortunately, Coach, we're only capable of serving 11 million of those 22 million. And I said, you gotta be kidding me. He said, nope, 11 of those 22 million we can only serve. Now it's gonna get worse because these community care systems in the rural areas are now being allowed by the Biden administration to be used by illegal immigrants. And it's, yeah. it, you can't make it up what, these, what the Democrats are doing. And they're just pushing everything towards, you know, keeping more people here, getting more voters on their side, it's just it's you hate it for our veterans. You hate it for our country because this is just one of the many many things I've seen in the three years I've been in the Senate that they're taking away from the taxpayers and the American citizens, and giving it to somebody 
that is not a citizen of this country. Yeah, it, it is almost unthinkable. And yet, there it is. It's in full motion. $63.6 million in medical service claims were processed by VA in 2022. The number is expected to be larger in 2023. Uh, we're going to get that number in February. But just a huge amount of resources diverted away from our, our amazing brave men and women who fought for this country and are now veterans. Um, I want to throw two other numbers at you because I think most Americans are in shock about them. 300,000, that's the number of illegal aliens that crossed the border, all-time record in December. We've got those are preliminary numbers. They may go up a little bit. And then $6 million, uh, 6 million illegal aliens currently in the country awaiting adjudication, meaning they've been given a court date sometime between now and 2035. Huge numbers, all-time highs, all Joe Biden's doing. Do you believe the deal that is being negotiated in the Senate and the House with the Biden White House will have any impact on bringing those numbers down or at least stopping the flow from growing? Well, first of all, it took three years for us as Republicans to even get the yeah. Democrats to talk about uh, illegal immigration. Uh, they were totally uh, against even talking about it. Senator James Lankford from Oklahoma on the Republican side has been sitting down and negotiating with, with the Democrats, and I guess you call it that. But, you know, for three years, they cared nothing about it. But all of a sudden, they said, you know, we need $100 billion more dollars from the American taxpayers, so we will allow you to negotiate with us. So basically what the Democrats are doing is they're thinking that they're, hey, they're holding us hostage, the American taxpayers, for that $100 billion just to be able to talk about uh, doing something at the border. I, I hope we get something done. I can't imagine that happening, John. They, they, this is their... Uh, this is what they've been looking for forever. They're globalists. They, they don't want any borders whatsoever. Uh, we're being overrun. Uh, and, you know, if this administration wins again in November, there won't be any border. There won't be any border patrol. There won't be any custom check uh, coming in from Mexico. And a lot of people don't understand this, John. It's not just Mexico. We have, we're being infiltrated from the north, from Canada. Uh, our border there, and uh, there's a huge percentage of people coming across now that hey, they don't like what's going on in Canada. So, well, we'll go to we'll go to America and see if it's any better there. Well, uh, you know, good luck coming over and finding something positive about the United States right now, other than the fact that American taxpayers are still working hard to try to keep this country going and paying taxes, and about half of what we spend, by the way. Yeah, it's just remarkable. It is amazing. This morning we had a story. Uh, the uh, Biden White House hasn't put the number out yet, but we forked it out of the uh, OMB. Last year, nearly a quarter trillion dollars of erroneous payments by federal agencies. $236 billion was paid out to people who didn't deserve to get the money. Uh, it's such a remarkable number. Is there any ideas floating around the Senate? Do you have any good ideas? How do we get these agencies to stop paying people who don't deserve the money? Well, uh, you know, this country has been over, overrun by bureaucracy, by people yeah. working for the federal government. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. We set a record number. I think it was 23 million people a few weeks ago that work yes. now for the federal government, 23 million people in this country, which we probably we could do with probably about 10 or 15% of that. And the American people are having to pay for it. But, you know, Joe Biden, he could care less about the Constitution. You know, you know he's been breaking laws from day one. You know, he's been spending taxpayer dollars on abortion, which is illegal. Uh, we talked about ignoring the immigration laws. You know, he spent a trillion dollars, half a trillion dollars in just the last year on forgiving student loans, which the Supreme Court says you can't do that. To me, that's breaking the law. 
You know, we saw all this under Obama, and he said, listen, if Congress is not going to work with me, we're going to do it with, with a pen and a phone. And so, uh, you know, American taxpayers can expect more of this because these people could care less about anything to do with the rule of law. They're going to do it their way. Uh, they've got the they got the ball in their court. Uh, if we don't vote them out, it's going to get worse, and we won't survive in the country as a country as we know it, and you and I grew up in. Yeah, that's so true. It's so true. So many people you talk to, they really feel that way. Like the the, the America we knew is slipping away from us. It's it's a very serious moment. Um, you did a lot to uh, hold up military appointments to fight for life, for fight for pro life, to stop abortion tourism in the Pentagon. Ultimately, the Democrats over overrode your opposition and 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 got things going. But there was an amazing consequence of this policy, which is uh, Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders wrote a letter to President Biden this week saying, hey, I lost the head of my uh, National Guard here uh, because uh, he uh, disagreed with his policy. He was the Arkansas Air National Guard commander, and he resigned because he could not support or work in a military that had this sort of abortion health care policy. That's a big loss for the American public when we lose a good fighting man or woman. Your reaction to that, because you were on the front lines on the opposite side trying to stop this from happening. Yeah, uh, over 11 months, John, we fought it. And unfortunately, I uh, had a group of senators that turned on me. Uh, they called themselves yeah. military people, but they actually they turned on the American people in terms of abortion. And, you know, if we're not if, if we're not for life in this country as Republicans, then what do we stand for? Uh, but, you know, the, I hate it that this general step down. Uh, you know, we need good people. I'm very, very concerned. I'm on the Armed Forces uh, Committee, and I'm very, very concerned about our military. I, 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 last week I ran into a, a young Marine. It's, he didn't look that old, but he says, Coach, I spent 22 years in the Marines. They made me get a vaccine. I didn't want to do it, so I opted out. Now I've kind of worked it all out, getting out of the way, but I needed to do it anyway. He says, Coach, we're in trouble. Uh, we're becoming more woke. They're teaching things in the military that – shouldn't be taught. He said, I've got two teenage kids. If we go to war, I'm moving to another country. They will not fight in this military because it will be suicide. We're not prepared to fight <laughs> one war, much less the three that they're trying to get us into as we speak. What an amazing testimonial and what, what a, a loss. We're demoralizing the very men and women that stand on that wall every day and protect our freedom. Uh, and you see it. You see it in the readiness decline in the reports. You see it in the failure to get recruitments. We're at all-time low for recruitments. I think the military army may be at the size of it was before World War II, which is really below our numbers. Do you see the public and the American public's pressure beginning to have an impact on uh, our uh, lawmakers? Obviously, the Senate and the House have turned a blind eye for a long time to these dynamics. But it seems like now Americans are really upset. They don't want a woke military. They want a fighting military. Do you think the public is beginning to put some pressure on our elected leaders? Yeah, that's what we we as Republicans say in in Armed Services Committee when we we have hearings with uh, Secretary Austin and and uh, Millie was in there. Now it's uh, General Brown, uh, CQ Brown, who's head of the Joint Chiefs yep. of Staff. But, but all the military comes through. And, and one of the things that four or five of us always say, listen, we need a fighting machine. This country wants and needs to be protected. Uh, you know, we, we're sending all this money over to Ukraine right now. Listen, I, I, I want a military. I want a strong military. My dad was career military, and I, I think that's the most important entity, entity that we should have. But the problem is that Democrats want something different. They want something that they can control. Uh, 
again, it's all about moving people up, not because of merit. It's because of whether it's religion or race or whatever. We need the best on the field. And I put it in a, in a, in a scenario that, you know, when for 40 years I coached a football team, I didn't see anything but the best football players. I don't care who you were, how big you were, how rich or poor, what color, what race, what religion. I played the best 11 on the field because you play to win. Our military is there to play to win. There's no second place. And right now what we're doing is we're not taking the best. Uh, all you have to do is look at the recruiting. Our recruiting is going to heck. I mean, we, we yeah. can't recruit anybody. And so I think everybody should be very concerned about this. Uh, we'll continue to speak up about it. But, again, elections have consequences. And this group really doesn't care about a strong military. They'd rather somebody else fight their fights for them. And uh, that's exactly what's happening in Ukraine. Yeah, that's exactly right. That is such a big thing. I have one last question because I think it goes in hand to hand with the very important sentiments you just expressed. Uh, there have been well over 150 attacks on military troops in the Mediterranean since October 7th. Do you think the uh, Biden administration's response to the Houthis, to the Iranians, to uh, these uh, bad actors that are just proxies for Iran uh, is strong enough to protect our troops, or are we missing an opportunity to really push back against violence against our own troops? Well, we should be protecting our troops, number one. Uh, Israel has got a huge problem over there on their hands, and we all know that, and we all support Israel, understanding that uh, you know they were attacked in a, in a vicious way. But we don't need this to turn into a war war. I think what's happening is is we've been, we're being tested from all sides, from Iran, from the Houthis, from Hezbollah. Everybody's trying to get their finger in the pie to see, oh, let's, let's punch uh, United States of America and see how far we can go with this. And right now, Joe Biden, I don't know who's making the decision. Surely he's not. You know, we, we cannot count on this guy uh, that sometimes he doesn't look like what they, knows what day, day it is to make these decisions. So uh, we got to, you know, lean on Secretary Austin, uh, Secretary Blinken, people that uh, hopefully they've, they've got their senses to them and want to protect the United States of America first and foremost, and then we protect our allies. It's such common sense, and yet it seems so hard to get things done in this Pentagon in the last couple of years. Really a remarkable statement about the state of our leadership in this country. Senator, I know one thing that the uh, good constituents of Alabama, and quite frankly, the good constituents of America know you're fighting for them. This legislation that you sponsored to stop the VA from wasting resources on illegal aliens, very popular. We heard a lot of people after we wrote the story say, good for the coach. Tell them thank you for doing this. Uh, really important work you're doing, and we're really grateful for your time today. Well, God bless those 22 million veterans out there, and we're going to fight, fight for what they deserve, and uh, thanks for what they've done. And Unfortunately, it looks like we're going to have many, many more veterans if we continue in these wars that we don't need to be fighting, but we need to protect yeah. America and the and the things that we stand for our Constitution. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Well, we're greatly honored to have you on, sir. We're greatly honored, and we'll be watching that the progress of that legislation. And thank you for your time today. What a great opportunity to talk with you. Yeah, thank you very much, John. Happy New Year. God bless you, sir. You too. Thank you. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, David Sullivan is going to come aboard. He's one of the great Justice Department former prosecutors. He calls them straight. He's not a political prosecutor. He is an old-fashioned prosecutor. He's going to walk us through some of the big criminal and legal issues pending in the United States right now. Now, before we get to that, I just want to do a quick shout-out to some of my good friends, because as you know, we've got some really good ones. AMAC. 
Association of Mature American Citizens. They give us Bobby Charles every Wednesday. Join AMAC. Go to amac.us slash justnews. You'll get a discount. Match me on my five-year membership. AMAC is doing so much for Just the News. And John Solomon reports. And Just the News, no noise, the television show on Real America's Voice. Give them a shout out by joining them as a member. It's less than a buck a month. It's great stuff. Also, my good friends at Birch Gold Group, we talk about them often because they're doing great things. They'll help you hedge your bets against inflation. And with all you heard yesterday from Robert Greenway about instability in the Middle East, it looks like inflationary pressures could be coming from a national security crisis in the Middle East. One of the ways to hedge when inflation is rearing its head or the markets look unstable is to diversify with gold. And my good friends at Birch Gold Group, they're going to help you do that. How do you do that? Just text the word Just News, one word, to 989898. Just News to 989898. And Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold to help you understand how you can convert an existing IRA or 401k into IRA and gold, protect your retirement investments, or maybe some of your current investments that aren't even tied to your retirement your pension, your 401k. The best part is you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket to get started. So with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, myself included, you can trust Burge Gold and get the best advice on how to make gold part of your portfolio, how to diversify. How do you do that? Just text the word Just News to 989898. Just News to 989898 today. Go claim your free info kit. Get started on a great journey and a great relationship with my good friends at Birch Gold Group. All right, folks, when we come back, we're going to have a pretty darn fun conversation, a meaningful conversation, by the way, with none other than my good friend, David X. Sullivan from Connecticut, former federal prosecutor, right after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean, L-E-A-N.com. 
Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Welcome back, America. As we mentioned at the top of the show, a, uh, President Trump today has set in motion an appeal in the main court to contest the Secretary of State's decision to bounce him off of the primary ballot in that state, coupled with the Colorado Republican Party's decision uh, to appeal uh, that uh, judgment by the uh, Colorado Supreme Court. We now have two cases barreling their way towards the United States Supreme Court, uh, a very big moment in uh, legal history. And uh, we're very lucky to have at the top of today's show, David Sullivan. He is one of the the, our nation's premier lawyer is former assistant U.S. attorney, one of the most decorated and trusted federal prosecutors in recent Department, Justice, Department of Justice history. David, it's always great to have you here, my friend. Happy New Year. Um, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on the Supreme Court, aren't they? They sure are. Happy New Year to you both. And I hope it's a happy New Year for the entire country. But, uh, you know, there appear to be several obstacles that we're all going to have to hurdle before we, we really move forward as a nation. And... Uh, you know, I think we can start right now with this appeal, uh, the uh, main decision by Shenavello to, you know, unilaterally decide that uh, Donald Trump was uh, not suitable and disqualified to serve, um, you know, in any future capacity uh, as president of the United States, let alone be on a, you know, presidential primary ballot, which is uh, sort of counterintuitive, to say the least, to, uh, you know, uh, a democracy. But... Uh, yeah, we'll see. Two different cases, but really the same theory. Yeah, that's a great. And David, I wanted to ask you about the, the Colorado case specifically, because the news came out that he was being removed from the ballot and the political world went all haywire. And then the Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, said, hang on, we're putting this on ice. And it seems to me like this might be nothing more than a money saving mission, because if this was allowed to go forward and then there was some type of emergency injunction after the Supreme Court ruled in Donald Trump's favor, then they would have to reprint a bunch of ballots. But maybe I'm wrong. You know, it, that's an interesting thought. I, I mean, you know, I think it's all politically motivated. I don't think it's, uh, you know, constitutionally founded. I mean, you're, you're talking about using the 14th Amendment, uh, Section 3. You know, the 14th Amendment was ratified in 1868, uh, 100 years before the Jets won the Super Bowl, which tells you something. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, the reality, this was done because... Um, there were concerns about former um, uh, members of the Confederacy who had held office in Congress um, uh, and in the judiciary who had taken an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. They were essentially saying that they wanted to move forward with a clean slate of uh, individuals and they wanted to put down the insurrection uh, of the Civil War. And in this instance, you have a, a president that has never been charged. Uh, with insurrection, uh, let alone convicted, uh, you know, the, the argument, I suppose, to the contrary would be, well, that's not that's not what's required under the 14th Amendment. Um, there is nothing that says in fact or in law, though, that Donald Trump has, in fact, um, engaged in an insurrection, um, let alone having violated his oath to support and defend the Constitution for four years. So it's very unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, you know, uh, the Supreme Court in, in uh, Colorado felt that they could do that. I don't think any any legal, you know, minds outside of Colorado right now who who don't have a, a, a partisan bent 
uh, think that this really is um, an appropriate application of the third section of Article 14. Yeah. Uh, Amendment uh -huh. 14, rather. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. We've talked to so many over the last two weeks and even left, right, center, they all have the same interpretation as you, David, that this isn't the right application of the law. I want to flip to something that's pretty unique. It's rare long after a civil case has ended for a judge to unseal information, uh, John Doe's and Jane Doe names that were part of the litigation. But that's what's going to happen as early as tonight in the Jeffrey Epstein civil litigation. This is uh, an old civil lawsuit has been resolved, but the, uh, the identities of these people have long been a public interest. How unusual is it and what should uh, everyday Americans be looking for to get out of this information? What's the public benefit to it? Well, it's interesting, John, because um, in 2016, Virginia Roberts, formerly Roberts, now I guess uh, uh, Jeffrey Guffrey, I'm not sure how you have quite say her, her last name, but right. um, she sought to depose Bill Clinton in her civil lawsuit. And a Manhattan federal judge at that time uh, denied, you know, her request um, to have him deposed. Uh, fast forward to now, a different federal judge sitting in New York um, has has ruled last month that there really doesn't appear to be um, a valid legal basis to keep this case and those names sealed. Uh, I think, especially in light of the fact that it is a civil lawsuit. Um, I, I think all along, clearly. No one was alleging that the individuals that could be on that, that flight log uh, or could be identified in this case were, were victims. Uh, quite the contrary. Um, but again, you know, we all have to be mindful of the fact that everyone enjoys uh, equal protection under the law and due process. And right now, I know that uh, allegedly um, Bill Clinton is, um, you know, individual number 36 and uh you know, this young woman, now 40, um, had represented in, in, you know, a memoirs manuscript that uh, Clinton had been at uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island in the Caribbean and uh, was seen at dinner in the presence, escorted by young women on, on both arms. His wife was not there that night and wandered off into the evening uh, with both of them. But she alleges nothing further. Uh, Jelaine Mas Maxwell has said in the past that she denies that Clinton had ever been at the island. And I think we're going to find out very quickly whether or not that is, in fact, the case, let alone with others. I, I think about Heidi Fleiss. You go back to the 80s and what right. a scandal that was. And, you know, I, I, you know, thinking about it, only two names came to mind. Uh, the deceased Tom Wilkinson, who I believe dated uh, Heidi Fleiss, and of course, Charlie Sheen, who was doing movies like Wall Street and Platoon at the time. But I, I think the names we're about to see, I think it's going to be very salacious within the next 24 hours. But again, dispositive of nothing uh, legally. And I think that we have to, you know, uh, keep that in mind, that there couldn't and shouldn't be an ad hominem attack. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein made it his business uh, as a powerful man and financier to uh, know and ingratiate himself with other people of power. Uh, influence and money. And I think we're going to see a lot of those names uh, and a lot of f familiar faces um, on that list. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Um, David, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, nor am I John Solomon, who files a thousand FOIA requests a day for legal and governmental documents and court case documents. So I'm just curious what this is going to look like, because if it's just a list of names, there's there's obviously going to be a lot of details left out, whether they really just flew on the jet or whether whether there was an actual 
uh, recidivistic association with Jeffrey Epstein. How, how much detail is there going to be? Because I imagine there are going to be a bunch of folks on this list who say, I just flew on his jet and I didn't even know where we were going. Well, well, I would hope they'd know where they were going. I think you put a lot of faith in someone to get on their private jet and not know where you're going. But uh, mm-hmm. that, that being said, um, I think that, Amanda, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I think these names will come out. But I think when you're talking about unsealing the case, it appears that the entire case will be unsealed. Uh, there doesn't appear to be a valid legal basis to keep this case sealed in light of how old it is and in light of the fact that it is a civil case. And uh, you know, if there are names of uh, people who are underage, if you're talking about, you know, allegations of um, sex trafficking and, and the trafficking of the young, I think those names will always be protected. But uh, aside from that, I think we're about to learn a lot more, uh, you know, of this case and of this story other than just the names of those who may be on a, you know, a, a flight log down to uh, the Caribbean. But uh, we'll see. All right, folks, one more good one to go. Tim Stewart, president of the U.S. Oil Gas Association, the aficionado of all things energy. He'll be with us right after these messages. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back, everybody. I think we should embark on a little game called Can We Get Our Next Guest to Say Something Political About Utah? Sounds fun, right? Well, I'm going to leave that up to John, but I do know that he can take some credit for beginning a movement that continues to score victories in the courts. He is Tim Stewart, and he's the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association, and he started the nationwide campaign months ago that you know as Hands Off My Stove. And once again, we have a victory to celebrate as the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals rejected a request to reconsider a prior ruling where a court struck down a ban on gas hookups in new buildings out here in California. So lucky for us, he joins us now to take that victory lap and to discuss other news headlines. Tim, welcome back to the show. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year. It's great to be with you all. Yeah, good to have It's you. great to see you. And, you know, I, I typically ask you, hey, Tim, should I head to the pump? And I know I think I, I can project your your answer to this because I know that there have been two a couple different influences on gas prices right now. The Libyan oil field that produced, I think, about 300,000 barrels a day shut down. And then, of course, the Iranian warships in the Red Sea. I think that the two crude benchmarks have us around 72 and 78 dollars a barrel, up three percent. But I expect that to go higher. Do you? It could a little bit. You know, the interest, the interesting thing is the U.S. is back in this position we had uh, as a global swing producer for oil. Uh, 
And we don't know how long we'll be there to maintain that position. But the fact of the matter is we are now the largest producer of oil and gas in the world. Again, 13 million plus barrels a day. BB, before Biden, we were in that similar position. And that, that was able to smooth over a lot of these global supply disruptions. But you're exactly right. There's a couple big fires on, and half a dozen little brush fires are out the, across the globe as well, from Libya to Venezuela and everywhere else. We don't know how long we're going to be able to maintain that position because eventually those supplies will become constrained. So hopefully that won't impact the U.S. consumer too much, but we have to remain and wait and see. Yeah, Mm. it's an important moment to be watching. I know the world is watching. Uh, Tim, uh, over the last few weeks, I've been doing some research. There are so many different pushbacks against the Biden green agenda. We see people that get EVs and realize they don't have chargers or utility capabilities. School districts bought electric buses and there's no charger for them or not even an electric line in the capable of carrying the electricity. But one area of resistance that caught my attention are uh, Native American tribes, which are in the courts suing and blocking some of the efforts by uh, Joe Biden to, to bring uh, transmission lines across here or put uh, mm-hmm. wind uh, farms in their place. And also, they're, they're being deprived the right of drilling on their own sovereign land. It looks like uh, tribes in the uh, Biden administration are clashing on green energy. A big surprise to me. Have you been keeping an eye on that? Yeah, a little bit. It's been really interesting because you have the first Native American Secretary of the Interior. And frankly, that is what she has hung her whole uh, career at Interior as is look how good we are for the Native American tribes. But it's a sovereignty issue, John. And there there are energy producing tribes like the Utes or the Navajos, whether who say energy has been our economic lifeblood. And while you claim as a, the Biden administration to be so so uh, want to be so supportive of the tribal sovereignty, we want to produce coal or we want to produce natural gas and you're telling us we can't do it. That tribe in Oklahoma was really interesting that won the court case this week on the wind farm, for example. Yeah. That was a really interesting one. And so, again, the, the green agenda overall has some real high costs associated with it. everything from from sovereignty of state and local governments to to economic costs associated with the people who have to have to be the on the receiving end of the implementation of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Tim, I wanted to ask you about that story that I flicked at at the top of the the segment with regards to Berkeley. Now, we all know that there's a lot of hot air in Berkeley, so this doesn't come as a surprise that they would try to ban these gas hookups. But they were smacked down by the Ninth Circuit, and that uh, blocking of the block was upheld. Um, I I don't see this as a harbinger of good things to come for the anti-gas lobby. If they can't make it happen in a city like Berkeley, how do they intend to make this statewide or even nationwide? Yeah, that was a huge win for for people who are on the rational side of energy policy. You know, man, we always have to talk about California. Governor Newsom went to China a few weeks ago and met with Chinese leadership. It was interesting because you had saw these pictures of these leaders. One was the leader of this huge one-party state with a command and control economy. The other was the president of China. And so we watch what happens in California very carefully. This was a big loss for, for Governor Newsom and, and his uh, sort of uh, trying to position himself as the as the global leader on, on climate. It's a very good precedent. It basically says, as you say, that the, there is a role, an adequate role for state and local government. There's also an adequate and an important role for federal energy policy. And this court ruling essentially upheld the fact that local governments can't just jump in and essentially uh, circumvent or go around uh, big infrastructure laws that are currently in place. It brings back equilibrium, which is really important. It's a big win for our industry. 
Yeah, no, it was. And a big win for Hands Off uh, My Stove, too. A, a very important moving you start. So you started. Uh, Tim, uh, there is now, for the first time in a long time, I'm talking to a lot of Democrats to say, you know what? We got to retool. We got to come back to a more common sense way of dealing with energy. We've taken this bridge, maybe two bridges too far, or two rivers too far. Uh, there are some principles that I think you've been thinking about for getting a common sense energy policy before the American people and explaining it in simple terms, because it gets kind of confusing when you hear the EV tax credits, all these different alphabet soup stuff. What are the keys to a smart American policy, uh, energy policy that could occur in 2025 with electoral change? Well, you, I agree with you 100 percent. The fact that the Democrats are looking, maybe we we've overreached here because when you overreach, there's some real economic consequences. The two things, John, we always talk about that, that the average, the typical American family has to get every week. They have to get food and they have to figure out how to get to and from work. And, and they watch those two prices more than anything else. The cost of a dishwasher or the cost of an EV or anything else. They know how much they're paying for milk and bread and eggs. and They know how much they're paying for gas. And the Democratic policies were put in place when Biden administration came in. Now we're seeing the residual impacts of that. Look, there's a common sense uh, energy policy, which is energy needs to be affordable and it needs to be reliable and it needs to be abundant. And there is not an energy uh, source anywhere in the United States and the world like fossil fuels. We have the highest energy density, the greatest capacity, the greatest uh, ability to move it around. It's exactly what we need. And so a common sense energy policy cannot not include fossil fuels. It has to actually have fossil fuels as their baseline and build everything else. It's, it is more of everything of the above. That's the most common sense energy policy that we can see right now. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and and, and common sense is the way to do any policy, but especially with respect to energy, when the initiatives that they are trying to push, they don't have the, the infrastructure and the technology behind it. And so often when you talk to someone who is a big pusher of green energy, they don't even know what goes into it. And I mean, I think it's like 4,000 pounds worth of, of cobalt, of aluminum, of lithium, of manganese, of copper, these rare earth critical minerals that go into a single EV. And it seems to me that, that when they learn something like that, their opinion changes a little. How do we get more messaging out there with respect to those types of stats? Well, again, more of all of the above requires the manufacturers to actually take a realistic approach as well. And you're starting to see that. You're seeing the U.S. auto makers and the auto dealers themselves saying to the administration, you need to dial back your aggressive uh, implementation rules because we're not going to be able to get from here to there. Uh, the fact of the matter is that there's a, there's a way for us to get there. Hybrid Hybrid vehicles, for example, are a much better option for the consumer, a much better option for the manufacturers, and a much better option for the supply than chain than just a straight EV. Uh, it's been really interesting to watch how the administration has tried to change their own rules just recently on EVs, for example. You know, you, you saw the news reports where the dealers weren't looking at income requirements anymore to yep. qualify for the tax credit. Well, the whole purpose of that tax credit was to make sure that uh, rich people who an EV is their second or third car weren't being subsidized by the average working family who couldn't afford one. And so I, I do think we're going to be able to see some equilibrium come back here, man. I, I think I'm hopeful that this year, as the election bears down in everybody, that some common sense actually does come come back into play. But again, it's politics, and I'm not that hopeful that common sex will come back and back into play. Who knows? You know? <laughs> that's, that's all Americans want, a little bit of common sense and a little bit of cheaper gas. Uh, Tim, we got about 40 seconds left. Uh, among your many skills, you are an affectionate out of all things Utah politics. What's going on out there? Any news out there we should be watching for? 
you know, you know, Utah is a unique system, and and we've got an open Senate seat. We've only we our open Senate seats in Utah don't come along very often. I think this is the third one since 1974. So wow. we've all been watching it very carefully. Our our House seats turn over at a far more frequent rate. Congressman Curtis, I think, uh, threw a wrench in the works when he decided he was going to rejoin the race. He had, has among the highest approval ratings. Uh, yep. He has really high name idea, and he's got this really interesting appeal to both rural and voters, LDS voters, and the wine and cheese crowd in Salt Lake. I think he's somebody yeah. to watch. All right, folks, that wraps up the Friday edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin News. A big thank you to our great guest, Senator Tuberville, David Sullivan, Tim Stewart. Three great conversations. We always walk away smarter when we have such great newsmakers on this show and we had them today a big thank you to them god bless them god bless you for listening hey if you want to do something fun for just the news here's what you can do sign up for our daily news newsletter by going to justthenews.com slash newsletter or download the android and apple apps great way to read watch and listen to just the news contents you can get the podcast on the app you can get the tv show on the app you can get all of our great stories we do 50 to 100 stories a day that's a good thing to go take a look at download the just the news apps from the apple and android stores you'll be on your way hey we got a good weekend coming ahead carrie lake's going to be on the show is victoria coates michael rapaport the comedian and actor from hollywood he has taken a lion-sized role in fighting anti-semitism he's going to join us Roger Simon, the great journalist and screenwriter, he's got a new book out on refugees in America. And we're not talking about those coming across the border. We're talking about Americans fleeing blue policies, blue economics, blue anti-police policies. They're fleeing violence. They're fleeing bad economies. They're fleeing high taxes. And they're going to red states. There is a refugee crisis in America. Roger Simon's going to have that. I can't wait for you to hear that. That's going to be part of the Sunday show. All right, folks, that wraps up Friday's edition. God bless you. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Saturday edition. Carrie Lake will kick us off tomorrow. Have a great night. God bless you. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.